Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Welcome to The Way Shamanism. I'm Jessica, a shaman and the founder of The Way Shamanic Academy, where I initiate people all over the world on the path of shamanism through shamanic journeys and transformational programs. On this podcast, I share what I encounter in my daily work as a shaman and everything related to shamanic healing, spiritual warfare, and creating heaven on earth. This podcast is based on my own experiences and opinions and not a substitute for medical advice. Greetings, girl. Come journey. to my world of phrase and right back to back. With the daisy age, you're about to walk top stage. So wipe your lottoes on the night. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. This is a really, really exciting one because we have an apprentice of mine, Andrea, here. And I know how much you guys love hearing from them personally. And uh, this is a very, very special human. So please introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. My name is Andrea, and I am Jessica's apprentice, although not for very long, sadly, because I'm I'm almost done with my apprenticeship and I'll miss her. But otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm an apprentice. I am also uh, a lot of other things, but primarily, currently, I am an apprentice. <laughs> a frantic shaman, almost shaman, almost to be initiated. And it's been such a beautiful collaboration working together. So we started with a journey. Then you joined shamanic initiation, but quite quickly realized that you actually really felt the call to serve other people through this specific modality, through Essene shamanism. So we began the apprenticeship. You've also joined Source Alchemy. So it's been such a beautiful gift just having your, you know, your presence and and working together. So before we talk about the experience, can you tell a little bit about where you were at when we just started out or before? Yeah. So I had been doing a lot of like interpersonal work and things for my own like spiritual health, but I think I was the way I explain it to people is I was grasping at straws and and nothing felt like a saving net, like nothing felt secure, nothing felt good in my body, nothing felt like it was actually doing anything. Like I just kept consuming information and the embodiment part was missing for me. Mm -hmm. And so when I found you, I actually found your podcast first. And so I binged that. And then I started actually being interested in shamanism, what you do and how it helps. And the things that you would say when I would integrate your like tools into my life, they made a difference. And so that was like the first step for me to like come and find you and actually work with you. But when I started, I thought I was in a great place. I was like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm doing good. But it wasn't like sinking in. Like I felt like I was stream, like um, swimming upstream. So it felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. Like I wasn't making progress. And mm. then through a, a lot of it is source alchemy as well. But through this process, through the apprenticeship, through source alchemy, 
it feels like I'm in a river and it's just like, I'm letting source I'm letting God take me and everything aligns so incredibly perfect, like manifestation. I don't even call it manifestation anymore. Like my baseline has moved up. I'm like, this is just like, I am, I glow. It's what I do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just like your base level now. So beautiful. And I also really want to say like with this work, it's really so great if you have that gift of embodiment because with all this energetic work that we do, the more in tune you are with your body, the more energy you have to work with, the more your nervous system responds to it. And you are really the epitome of embodiment. And you also work um, with people as massage therapists, right? But much more than that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different too. Like when I would take the information in, like I started Source Alchemy when it first released, when it first dropped. And I was like doing the stuff, but I wasn't doing the stuff. And then I started to like involve it. Like I started living it. It wasn't just something I did. It was now something I became. And so these practices really changed my life entirely. They changed my relationships entirely. Of course, shamanic journeying has like healed things that I didn't even realize were like keeping me back, but bringing it into existence and pulling it down from like the dimensions, the the higher realms into this life has affected me, has affected my partner, has affected my family. It has literally like created a ripple effect of healing and love for all of those around me. So, so, so beautiful. Yeah, I agree. Like with spirituality, there's so much information that we can consume but ultimately we have these bodies we're a fractal of god and we can do all of this within ourselves and it is really really alchemy to experience it yeah so i wanted to ask you what were what were some like highlights for you the last couple months in in energetic shifts that you felt yeah oh my gosh there were so many i think i would like to say that some of my highlights were the moments i would least expect to be highlights. So Mm. in retrospect, the moments where I was at my lowest and I just surrendered and like let source and let God and let go, those are my highest now because it showed me, it provided me so much faith and it gave me this like entire new perspective. And there was this release that happened actually really recently, just within the last few weeks, we were talking about ego and spiritual ego. And when I felt the most discouraged was when I was able to let go and let God. And that's when just everything transformed. Of course, there were moments of extreme euphoria, of extreme excitement where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my life now. Like I get to live (laughs) in such a a blissful state. And that is, that is me from, from now on, right? Like that is who I just am. And like happiness is my birthright. Um, financial success is my birthright. Living in alignment and peace is my birthright. And so these extreme like heightened moments have been great, but it's really learning to appreciate for me, the low moments and those moments mm-hmm. where I didn't think that I'd come out of them. And, and maybe the old me wouldn't have, but this new version of Andrea can could definitely do it and definitely did. Oh, it's so beautiful just to see you shine so much because I remember our first journey, like you are naturally, you know, 
you such you have such a beautiful energy about you but you're so anchored in it now it's so fantastic to see and yeah, I really agree you. like with this when you decide like you did like okay I want to be of service this way you become a vessel for that energy and the tree of life is like okay let's do it let's start it also means that as all of that energy is pouring in and flowing in it's super potent it's gonna wash away blocks things that have been there often trauma for decades right so there is really a purification process that happens and our ego doesn't want that to be touched because it hurts we don't want to look at it we don't want to feel it but when in those moments you can really really surrender to whatever energetic shift is taking place it's just you just become more expanded as as a vessel yeah to the baseline comment it's like your entire life has shifted from like, maybe you were vibrating and ranging in like, let's say level one to 10. When your entire like entire life is shifted the way that my life has shifted through this program, through this work. And everything that I do and eat and breathe revolves around how can I be this better version of Andrea with the practices that I have. My baseline has moved up so far that maybe even on my worst days now, they would have been my best days back then. Like even, even that baseline, that top 10 is not even near my bottom line now where I'm like, Ooh, I feel kind of crummy today. Like I feel right. sick. Yeah. And even in those moments, I'm like, I am, I don't feel good. And I am still so worthy of love. I don't feel good. And I am still so worthy of all of my heart's desires. I don't feel good. And I am still so worthy of being a vessel for God. And so mm-hmm. that is like, even my mom was like, I don't recognize you anymore, but I love this version of you so much better. Oh, that's so, so beautiful. And also to see how this has affected you, but also your relationships and how you've just so courageously stepped into just a role of, of service. And it's really all of this beautiful alignment is really a byproduct of that of course it is a it is a birthright but it very much comes with attitude as well because when you start to do this work you were you had the exact right right attitude about it just from the beginning you were so so eager to learn to try everything you've just absorbed everything like a sponge you've done like all the practices all the homework you were willing to be vulnerable which is such an important a real important part of this, the spiritual warfare things and the opportunities that have been presented in your life for you to already bring healing to other people in such a powerful way. You really see how source trusts you and you have to be really, really brave to take yourself like out of the equation like that. It requires a lot of trust and it's just been such a, a pleasure and a really proud moment for me as well to see like your updates come in about all the amazing journeys that you've done, like the spirits that you've encountered, the initiations that you've gone through in your own journeys. It's just been really beautiful and and just really a testament to to your attitude really as well. Thank you so, so much. That means so much coming from you. And I, I receive your compliment and I'd love to give one back because I think it takes a very good teacher in order for people to feel safe in in vulnerable spaces as is you know this apprenticeship but also source alchemy and i think that it takes a very special person to create that like 
that container and the container that you have created is so beautiful, so uplifting, so supportive and like something that you want to do. So it doesn't even feel like work. Like it doesn't feel like a chore. It feels like it feels almost like a blessing, like something that I get to do. And that's how I look at this. I get to do this work. I get to help people. I get to connect. And that just that in and of itself is like worth all of it. Oh, that's so beautiful to hear you. I'm so happy that you that you're doing it. And ultimately, we're all on this discovery journey together, right? Of how can we come closer to source to the divine to our own true essence? And how can we strip away everything that's blocking that like all of those layers peel them off like an onion in the way that just hurts the least basically and how can we do that and um you've just you've just you're still doing it i mean it's always an ongoing process but um you've just given it your your all and source really rewards that so exciting thank you so much (laughs) what have maybe been the most surprising, like unexpected things that you've experienced on this journey? Yeah, I think that some of the things that I least expected were some of the dark stuff that has Mm -hmm. arised and given me an opportunity to work with spiritual warfare. So um, when I first actually started my apprenticeship, I was working part-time at like a tour company doing ghost tours. And so- Yeah, I I almost forgot about that, but I had so many experiences where none of the other tour guides would get touched or would get like not even attacked because I didn't think I was being attacked. I think I was just trying to be put in a place of fear and I was Mm -hmm. not fearful at all. Actually, quite the contrary. I would carry around my anointing oil and so (laughs) all of the places we would go to, I would anoint. Like I was anointing the cemetery, the haunted high school, the hospitals. I was like anointing all of the places. So amazing. And they would like mess with my stuff until I would call in the name of God. I would say in the name of God, you need to leave me alone. And it wasn't until then. And that's really where my spiritual warfare started, even though I didn't think about it until recently. Um, So some of the spiritual warfare stuff, I would say, has been the most surprising. I also I think some of the other stuff that's surprising is how people have responded to me stepping into my truth and saying like, like literally God is my boss. <laughs> like I don't know what to say. And I thought because I was I was in law school before this and I was doing all sorts of other stuff that had nothing to do with spirituality or helping people in reality. Mm-hmm. And the transition I thought was like gonna be so detrimental to like my relationships and no one's gonna want to hang out anymore. And quite the contrary, everyone's like, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like that that makes sense that you're doing that. Like I could totally see you doing that. Or my mom finally came out and was like, yeah, since you were a little girl, you would tell me that you would like go places or you would see things and it would scare me. And we were Catholic. So I'd tell you to stop. And now it makes sense. And she's Mm -hmm. actually even come around and I've journeyed for her a few times. And that was like mind blowing because she never would have accepted this in the past. And so Mm -hmm. now that she's not only supportive, but also like encouraging me to keep learning. So it, it really has made absolutely everything in my life better, even finances. I, I don't think I realized how directly correlated my spiritual well-being was to the finances that I had coming oh, in. Yeah. And so I, I didn't have like a lack mentality, but I definitely wasn't as open to receiving as I am now. So I even mm-hmm. like when I first started um, apprenticing with you, I was like, oh, it's gonna, I'm going to have 
you know, X amount of money and like X amount of time so I could pay you off. And we actually ended up paying off like way early because we had moved from a space of like, ah, we barely have enough to we're overflowing in abundance and we are abundance. Mm. And I think that the small correlations that quote unquote seem small have turned into like massive direct lines to like, like for us to see the energy of if I'm okay, all of these areas are okay. Yeah. A lot, a lot of it has been really interesting, but I would say that just like in general, the most interesting was definitely the spiritual warfare. Yeah, for sure. It's just really a part of of this work. It's really what it is. It's really what the Essenes were all about as well. So it's funny that, you know, for me as well, before I started out, my relationship to um, to the Essenes was more like historical fascination. And of course, like my my lineage as well, like historically, genealogically, but I never really realized that the Bible, for example, it's just a warfare manual. Like, that's what it is. And I also found it so funny when you mentioned that when you first started listening to the podcast, you were like, why is this so dark? Right. But it's really it's really a part of this work. And it doesn't have to mean that it's unpleasant or scary in any way. Like you were anointing what is probably one of the scariest places to be right and also in some personal circumstances that were really intimidating but you just see that it works and that's really what ultimately makes us embrace that it's all part of what's what's going on kind of like behind the screen of what's visible for most people right yeah so to give some insight my personal my personal experience that I dealt with is my mother-in-law had some form of demonic attachment and I tried giving her holy water and the entire place like the light started flickering and she, I get chills again just here yeah and she like threw it back at me and she's like I can't I can't take this and in the moments where she was lucid and present she would practically be begging for help but then in the moments yeah. where she was like taken over by something else it was so unbelievably difficult to like be in her presence Mm -hmm. for everyone else and then I was I was like fine I wasn't scared which I you know I thought I would be because she was speaking she was saying things that like weren't her it wasn't her voice her eyes you could see in her soul that her soul was like not there in those moments um Mm -hmm. and that's when the whole holy water thing happened and so I think that if I had not been where I was at the moment I don't I don't know that I would have been able to be there for my husband, A, and then B, mm-hmm. be able to like exist in that presence without being so fearful of her, yeah. which I wasn't. And I, my intention is and was to help her and, and continues to be so. Um, but it, it just goes to show like this stuff is so powerful and it seems passive. It seems like it's, it's not working or like you don't see change right away, but that's like why anointing is such a big deal. That's it's literally equivalent to me giving her the holy water and and her Mm -hmm. rejecting it is something holy cannot live. Or let me say that again, something unholy cannot live in that which is consecrated to God. And so exactly. I'm like, I'm like you now. I'm like, anoint, anoint, anoint. Anoint Um, everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. And it's so cool that you've actually gone from this sort of like almost, I don't want to say artificial, but man-made law to spiritual law, 
and natural law. How's that yeah. transition been for you? Oh my gosh, I love that you bring that up because my podcast is called The Law of Love because I mm. truly mm -hmm. was obsessed with the law of love, like love being the ultimate law. And what is what is love if not God directly? And God is pure love. And so I really did transition from I I this is like ridiculous, but I can recite the constitution verbatim. The yeah. American Constitution, like that's how obsessed I was with policy and politics. I was a lobbyist. I was a paralegal. I was in law school. Like there was all this stuff that I was so devoted to. And it was a really, a really hard 180 to where I started focusing on the laws of the universe, the law of God, all of these mm -hmm. different, like God has laws as well. And if we follow them, we will be tenfold, like rewarded tenfold, like all of these amazing, beautiful things. And they're so simple and they bring us so much joy and so much love into our life but mm -hmm. when we follow them when we are obedient to it's really simple right like be a good human and seek god first and be service to others when we do those things it's it's like miracles every single day like i'm no longer shocked when i find a hundred dollar bill i'm no longer shocked when there's one parking spot in this super packed place and it's right in front of the the door like i that that's mm -hmm. like normal because I know that because I follow God's laws, then I will be not only rewarded, but also kind of like put in situations and places where I get to show other people and I get to like help other people experience the magic that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. But it has to be because even though we call them laws, like God's laws, they're so expansive and they're so like they amplify love where human law and law of the land is very restrictive. It's very like taking away your power and God's law is all about giving your power and your sovereignty back. Right. Yeah. That's so, so, so beautifully said. It's really like um, the tree of life's law is all about getting all the flowers on the tree of life to be the healthiest, most beautiful, most individuated and received all of the sun, right? And one doesn't take away from the other. But in human, like man-made law, it's really all about trying to harness that power for all of these different interests that are not necessarily aligned with the highest good, with love, right? For the collective. Yeah. Or like making us all the same. Like I, I noticed when I was in man-made right. law, yeah. it was like everyone had to be the same and act the same and talk the same and do the same thing. Whereas in God's law, it's all about showing your essence and really bringing up your full, like your like full bloom, like showing up so authentically and so raw that no one could do it like you do it. And that's something that I really had to learn and like mm, being yeah. okay expressing myself in all of my weirdness because that's just who I am. But every time I do, again, it's like that instant reward from God that's like, yes, you're on the right track. This is what I want for you. I want you to be you. I want you to be authentic. I want you to be weird because that's mm. just that's just who you are. And like my weirdness, quote unquote, has brought me like the coolest friends. Or like if I wasn't, you know, quote unquote weird, I wouldn't be interested in in looking outside of things that are normal or yeah. whatever. And so right. I think that when we follow our true desires, it really leads us to the places where we're supposed to be and we're going to thrive. So beautiful. Would you have any recommendations for people who were, who are currently where you were, let's say a year ago, nine months ago? Yeah, I would say it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a landslide like it was for me. 
it can start small and it could be those small things that you anchor onto to keep like getting you through the dark moments until you're in a place where you can fully release and let go. But anchoring on to maybe your like morning prayer, if that's what brings you joy, if that's where you find bliss, anchoring on to those moments and also anchoring on to God. Like ultimately, what's your connection to source? Where do you feel the happiest? Where do you feel the most expansive? And finding ways to integrate that into your day-to-day lives until you're like, that's it. That's where you are always is in God's grace in this expansiveness in expansiveness in this joy um yeah but I think that what I wish I had been told was it's okay to not have to do it overnight because I waited and waited and waited even though I knew for so long that I I actually didn't feel happy working as a lobbyist mm-hmm. I actually longer excited about going to law school I wasn't yeah. excited about being a lawyer anymore to me, I was doing it out of monotony. But if someone had been like, hey, it's okay to do small acts of things that bring you joy, I think I would have left that life years before I actually did. Mm, yeah. Out of like fear, frustration, anger. And it was like a, a burst that came from a pot that had been boiling for a long time and steaming and hadn't been able to release. And so um, that's yeah. my own personal experience. But everyone's is obviously so different. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. And also to see how quickly you do totally land on your feet and how I was just talking about this yesterday, that when you step into this work and you start to work for the tree of life, instead of, let's say, a man-made institution that's not necessarily maybe aligned with that, your support system is also so much bigger. Yeah. And things just work out. That's that's just natural. Yeah. Like even when things feel like they don't work out, I never say they things didn't work out. I'm always saying God has something better. Exactly. Or, this wasn't yeah. for me. I deserve a different way. Or like just releasing that control of how I think things are supposed to go yeah. and allowing literally, you know, God to take the reins or source, the divine, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Exactly. And that trust gets so deep. And that's really about what we talked about with your let's say your base level just becoming that much higher, your quality of life just improving so much that when things don't go as planned or they're quote unquote taken away, you have so much trust that you're just like, oh, okay, thanks for removing that from my path, right? Yeah, so absolutely. to the point where you don't even have any emotions about it. It's just, it's just what it is. It's just being guided. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So what would you say to anyone who's considering following this path as well? Do it. (laughs) Um, I think that if you're being called, if you have, even like if you're curious about it, there's something there for you. And sometimes it can be intimidating to start an apprenticeship or to make an investment of this sort, but it doesn't have to be again, it doesn't have to be a landslide. Like you offer so many free, so so many free options between the podcast, your masterclass, you have a great Instagram content situation going. Um, So you, you offer a lot. And I think that even if being a shaman isn't, isn't what's necessarily calling you, there's other ways to connect to the Essenes, to connect to this path. Um, That is not to say though, if you are being called to make this investment, 
I've made the money that I spent in this apprenticeship back tenfold and then some. And so I'm like, it'll come to you because again, when something brings life, life is brought to that thing. So there's like, you are so yeah. supportive when you start on, on the path, when you are on the way to alignment and flow and connection to the tree of life. Yeah, as long as you act from integrity. And often people are kind of like waiting for signs or for everything to fall into place before making a decision. But source really rewards when we are assertive and when we show sovereignty in our own life. And I've also had to make so many decisions and do so many things that I never thought would pay off in any way just from a place of, of integrity and wanting to be of service. And that's really the only thing that you need. Like that's your sign when you, when you have that. Absolutely. And also I think that when someone goes for everything, really every decision. Yeah. Yeah. And when someone is curious, when you have that like little seed that's being planted, I think it's a great almost like a a sign, like, go this way, look at this thing. And so when we don't follow those, they stop coming as frequently or as much with like as much intensity. And so it's being presented. I think it's so important for us to listen. And like you said, again, when it comes from a place of integrity and it comes from a place of like wanting to be and do and serve. And so um, as long as it comes from that place and not of a place of like ego, because if you're coming into this like, oh, I'm going to be a shaman. I'm going to get so much respect. I'm going to be super cool. Oh, like, yeah, you're gonna no, be so that's not going to work. Yeah. People are going to think you're crazy all the time. And it has to be like coming from you to be like, I don't really care what other people say. I'm doing this because I want to help, because I want to serve. Yeah. And if it's for validation or anything outside of that feeling of love and wanting to help others, it's not going to be it's not going to be fruitful and it's not going to be worth it. No, it's not going to work also because entering the shamanic realm and doing anything of value there requires a certain level of detachment. And people who don't have the right motivations behind it yet will not be be able to get there. So that's like a purification process in itself. Definitely. thing from someone who said that um, the, it might have been you actually, but so I heard somewhere that if you have an ego and you are trying to be a healer or be a guide or leader of some sorts in the spiritual realm, and you're calling upon like your spirit guides or your highest self, because they don't have egos and they don't vibrate at that frequency, it's hard. And sometimes they won't help you because their resonance is really to heal and to help and to guide. And so if yeah, that's exactly. not your true desire, it's like they can't come through for you. They can't come through you to help. Like you're just not right. an open vessel. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all about that frequency match. So I'm so, so, so excited to see what else is in store for you and i can't wait for our for our final session together well for now right i know i'm so excited because it it feels like i'm ready to stand on my own two feet but i'm also sad because i've loved our our, our like bi-weekly calls where i get to like oh my goodness this happens yeah. what's your perspective and um it comes from a place of so much love where i really appreciate your opinion and I know that you also stand in a lot of integrity and that's like something you just feel like you can't you can't show that you stand in integrity it just is one of those like 
either you do or you don't. And it feels so, so true and so full and so like clean and clear that when you find someone like that, it's like, it's so exciting. It's so, it's wonderful and it's beautiful to like rejoice in your energy. Oh yeah. Well, we'll always have that. So thank you so much for coming on. Let's do like a check-in in a couple months. I would love to see what other miracles you've been creating. Yeah, let's do it. I've had some uh, some downloads recently of God asking me to pursue some some education for other people of just things that I've learned in my own sobriety journey. So that was something I forgot to mention, but I wasn't sober and now I am thanks to this work. And that was something I battled with for years, like mm. literally years. And so that was probably one of the the biggest, most impactful changes, but I'm being called to do more work and help other people gain their sobriety as well. So, so beautiful. To, yeah, I would um, love to do like a check-in and see where we are in a few months. So you have your podcast, The Law of Love. Definitely go and check it out. And thank you so much for coming on today. Ah, Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. All right, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I definitely did. And I'll see you on the next one. Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.